Hi, I'm Beth Guckenberger, and welcome to the Punch First Podcast. Today we're talking about day seven, Todd, and we're we're going to be talking a little bit about this Hebrew word that I love, Geshem. Geshem sounds like it should be something really fancy. It literally just means rain, which is kind of funny because it's raining outside. Um, it's It's been years now, but rain is a trigger for you. Why, tell everyone why rain's a trigger oh, for gosh, you. Oh, gosh, yeah. So... Many times, multiple times, and when we lived in Monterey, Mexico, even though it's inland, it's not on the coast, we had multiple hurricanes come through. But we had we had Hurricane Alex come through uh, in 2010, and it literally traumatized me because you know we had water everywhere, five foot outside our walls. It was it destroyed our campus, and we also had a hundred guests that week that the hurricane came through, and you were basically you and I divided and conquered. I took care of the people. You took care of the facility and I can remember coming out and finding you in the rain and telling you like we're in circles and we're doing small groups and I got candles lit and you're like I could care less about your candles and your circles I'm just trying to keep the septic from coming up the toilets I'm trying to keep the walls from falling in on everyone like okay well we're gonna go to acoustic worship next (laughs) yeah who who knew that much water could pour down from the heavens in 48 hours oh yeah it was yeah we we you know at our wedding we read Psalm 121 about I lift up my eyes to the to the mountains. Where does my help come from? We were surrounded by mountains, and I know you and I talked about that verse a lot. Like you got to come help us right now. Yeah, I mean, I remember at one point being so exhausted because we were uh, once we lost power, we were bucketing water out of places mm-hmm. uh, that were flooding. And I remember coming into the house. We had come in through the side door because the front door had flooded through, and we yeah. had sandbags, and and I just fell on the floor and just said, God, I can't, there's no way we can do this. I, we need you. I had been upstairs with our kids in that moment, um, checking on them. We kept them on the second floor because the first floor was flooded and we knew there was septic water and they could get sick. And I came down the stairs and you were pretty much face first in standing water. And I thought, oh my gosh, he, he died. Like he literally just like, it, it, it killed him. The hurricane just took him out. And I rushed over to you and you, you were not dead. You were just exhausted really exhausted this is a good time to do a short-term mission trip (laughs) it was a once in a lifetime my one of my favorite memories about that week is that we had a guest a married couple guests that were in their 80s and when it was time to finally get everyone off of campus and back to an airport to go back to the u.s um the roads were out so we were pretty much belaying people using rope over um a uh, small river to get them out to the highway and there were people concerned and they were leaving their suitcases behind and they were worried about getting on the airport all wet. And this uh, 87-year-old man said to me, you know, you have to work really hard at my age to have a new experience. And I've had a lot of new experiences this week. I am so excited to be here. And I was so grateful for his spirit and attitude. I held on to that the rest of the day. Oh, but, you know, as we talk about this um, day seven, we talk about like, you know, where where is it? that we get our help and our encouragement. And what are some places and who are some people that have been both help and encouragement to you? Yeah, for, for me, and I know we've had, we have people in our life we call our people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it's people, you know, I I'm, was fortunate to have been blessed with a twin brother. And, and often he is who I call to help me. Um, but there've been seasons in, in our, in our married life and work life where we, we call into our community right to 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 we need help we need we need you uh, i remember once one time uh in monterey we had actually been in the states for christmas and we drove in and we were met at our gate uh by this man and he said he claimed that he owned our facility our our land and our campus and 
you know, my heart sank. We'd already had an interaction with him earlier where we proved him wrong, but this time he came with papers and legitimacy. And 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 it was a threat to our campus. It was a threat to our we, everything we'd invested, everything we told people. Here's what we're doing, and it was it was unbelievable. And so it was. I will never forget. It was, it was January first, and for thirty days, I remember just being in constant like tension prayer, mm-hmm. like just like the 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 heaviness and asking God. And finally, at the end of the thirty days, I realized I'm trying to carry this. Mm-hmm. I need God to carry this. Mm-hmm. And I and I literally, I'll never forget. I, I just. Took, t- took a moment to pray, and I said, God, I give this to you. And I felt like at that moment, God lifted that 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 tension. It's almost like your neck tension pressure and uh, off of me. And, of course, of course, it didn't work out the next day. We were still in this battle and still working things out with this this man. And we ended up being fine. But the reality was it was I was concerned we are going to lose everything, but I yeah. need to lean into what God was going to do and let him carry this for me. And not let that enemy steal our sleep at night and not let that person steal our um, our property or what God's vision and calling had been for us. And not like there was a lot that the enemy was trying to do in that moment in order to rob us of the of the calling and the, the work that had been happening. That word Geshem comes from this biblical idea that, you know, once upon a time when God's kids were slaves in Egypt, they were nearby in um, the River Nile. And in those days, access to water gave countries power. In the same way today, access to oil gives countries power. And so God's telling his kids, hey, I'm taking you out of here. Like, we are getting out of here. And we're going to go to some place. It's so great. I'm calling it the promised land. And I would imagine that his his family, his kids were thinking to themselves, oh, my gosh, like, all we know is the Nile, and that is amazing. Like, can you imagine what kind of Nile is going to be in the promised land? Can you imagine what kind of access to water we're going to have there? And then he took him over to Canaan, and we now know that the Nile has 30,000 times more water than they ever got in the promised land. would have been really confusing to them. Like, we're, we're actually going away from the things that give you power, and you're calling this a better scenario. And God will tell them two different times in the Bible that, you know, over there— in the in Egypt, the way you irrigated your crops was with the backbreaking work of hand irrigation. And over here in the Promised Land, when your crops need water, when they need Geshem, I'm going to literally make it fall from the sky. You're not going to have to carry any of those buckets yourself. And sometimes I can think, oh, I can just do it. I can just carry the bucket brigade myself. I'm strong enough. I know how to irrigate the crops. I can, I know where access to what seems like power is. I can do this on my own. And the the whole principle around Geshem is what when you need what you need, God gives it. Period. And that's the understanding of that, the dependency that comes with that kind of understanding. That's the kind of promised land that we can live in today, no matter where our geography is, no matter what our access to water is. And I mean, I think as leaders of an organization where we've had seasons where we're like, you know what we need right now? We need labor. You know what we need right now? We need vision. You know what we need right now? We need provision. We know what we need right now? We need cooperation. Like there are different times when we need different things. And anytime help has come, it's not been because you and I have bucket brigaded it off of the Nile. It's because God has said, okay, you needed this. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word. And, you know, and he's seen, and God provides that sometimes through people, sometimes, you know, uh, through 
through generosity. Um, one of the things that back to back we talk about a lot is this thing called "I'm in if you're in." And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never forget. I was I was in our Monterey campus. This is, I don't know many years ago, and I was next to Matt Cooper, one of our staff members, and one of my best friends, and I've known him since college. And 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 I looked over and I said, "Matt, this is hard. What we do." Yeah. And and but but. I'll do this if you keep doing this. Now, ultimately, we serve at the pleasure of Jesus, right? He fills us up. But but sometimes God uses other people to encourage us to stay in the fight, to continue to walk with him. And out of that came this this little hashtag we call IIYI, which is I'm in if you're in. And I'll do this if you keep doing this. And it just helps to have people stay in the fight. It's that community, that, that community's friction, but it's the community is, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you to stay in it. Yeah. And. I mean, you and I both know that it was six years ago this same month that um, I had a prophylactic double mastectomy and hysterectomy because I had tested positive for the gene mutation BRCA2, the breast cancer gene. And in the aftermath of those surgeries, I was, I needed lots of gashem. I mean, I was hurting. I needed, I needed all kinds of things. And sometimes that gashem came to me in the form of people who showed up with meals and who sent cards and provided encouragement and prayed for us. And sometimes that Kashem came in the form of rest or in worship or in time of prayer. And, you know, during that time, what would happen for me sometimes is I would feel so much physical pain that I would get mean. And I'm not a mean person. I mean, not I'm, at all a mean person. That's not, that's not my default button. And so it was like so shocking to you guys, like you and the kids, when you could hear me like, irritated and grumpy and and we realized the relationship between that discomfort and and and, and unkindness and I don't know, a couple months after the surgeries we were at one of our kids track meets and I remember I was watching this woman who had her grandson with her and she was being really mean to the kid like and the old version of me probably would have tried to sneak that kid like a sticker or a lollipop or something like I would have been looking at that woman like you don't talk to kids that way and I would have been crazy judgmental but the version of me that had learned that lesson in that desert season was the was the me that says you know what if she's being unkind I wonder where she's hurting mm-hmm. and we need Geshem when we're in the wilderness or that desert like I was in that season the word for desert in Hebrew is midbar, and midbar literally means the place of the word. Like God sometimes actually takes us to places like that because he wants to speak to us there. And what does he want to tell us? He wants to tell us things like, trust me, lean on me, wait for me. I'm coming for you. I got rain for your crops, and it's going to come without your effort, and it's it's all on me. And so, oh my gosh, those are the kinds of conversations I would hope you're having here on day seven with the people that are important to you. Continue to ask God, where where does your help come from? And uh, ask him to, to provide for you what it is you need. I'm glad that you're with us here on the Punch First podcast. Thanks for being with us here on day seven. And we look forward to tomorrow when we talk about the, the content found on day eight.